The Con Guy Show, the official program of theconguy.com, is heard on the We Be Geeks Collective and on Sci-Fi.Radio. You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Tired of the same old movie podcasts? Yeah. What if I told you there's a podcast that gabs about good and bad movies? Why are you spreading such lies? It's true, you rascal. Every week, Double Edge Double Bill mixes that scrumptious taste of good movies with the sour flavor of a bad one. That sounds tasty. Well, don't delay. Stuff it down your ear throats today. Double Edge Double Bill is part of the Balance ESO Network Breakfast. can be found wherever you download podcasts. <laughs> We're the Con Guys, and this is the Con Guys Show, coming to you straight from the nerdy heart of Hollywood, California. And this is Jim with theconguy.com. She's been here with theconguy.com. Katie here, aka the Con Girl. Zordon did not want five teenagers with attitude. My name is Derek Sam. I'm Danae Sams, and that's my brother. We are your home for news. Opinions and interviews from the world of Comic Cons and fandoms, your ultimate insiders for all things. Hey, welcome everybody! Hey, every time I hear the con part at the end, it just makes me laugh. I made it. I still laugh. It's great, great editing, Ben. Oh, thank you. I could do better. I wanted. I want to redo the intro, but you know, but that was good for a placeholder for now. I think. Oh, I love it! I love it so much. <laughs> this is the Con Guy Happy Hour, a production of theconguy.com. This is where you know we grab a drink, belly up to the bar, and have a casual, friendly conversation about what's going on in the world of fandom, comic cons, and entertainment. Because you know what? There's a couple of um controversial, possibly controversial things that have erupted. I hate to say erupted, swirled around this week. Let's just say swirls. Some things have swirled around. That's fantastic in the Swirl. comment section. <laughs> but let's just say, we're so glad, Jonathan Wilkinson, you're here. He is literally driving to LA right now to see you guys soon. That's amazing. Oh. I don't know what that means, but probably Ben does. <laughs> I've got the inside info. I'll tell you. I'll tell you after the show. Awesome. My name is Jim Fry. I am your editor-in-chief and I guess I'm the bartender at this con guy happy hour. Guys, we're not promoting drinking too much. Ben will tell you when we do promote drinking in just a second because he loves to do those sponsorship things. Anyways, um, who do we have with us tonight? Let's start with the con girls. I'm so glad to see you ladies tonight. Dinae. What's up? I'm Danae Sims, one of the con girls, half of the Samblings. The other half isn't here. He's dealing with a crisis of oh, no. whatever um yeah well they just like lost a bunch of data and they're trying to get it back um but i'm so excited i've been so excited to talk loki with you guys since i mean i don't know since jim invited me to like be like hey come be on the con guy sometime and i'm like yes can't wait for loki to come out so i can talk about it on the show she has Loki's. been so excited <laughs> been so excited I, I'll show Katie. my Loki merch in a minute. I'm so sorry. But I am so excited for Danae to be talking about the ghost. She has been so stoked about this. Katie. Yes. I am Katie, a.k.a. Katie underscore Christine. I am one of the con girls, the other half for Danae. I am a cosplayer, a costume design designer, a host, a Funko Pop collector, 
I have a small collection. Um, and yeah, happy to be here. Hoping I don't fall asleep because I've been working a lot. So if I do, I apologize. Well, if you do, no worries, Katie. Katie's been working a lot. She's a costume designer and she's been working on a production and it, it sounds pretty exciting. All right, we are glad to have our Midwest correspondent, Jake, with us. How you doing, Jake? Good, how you guys doing? We are doing great. Yeah. <laughs> That's Jake from the Jacobus System coming at you from Columbus, Ohio. I'm the collectible guy of the group, I guess, and just yep. here. happy to be on the show again. So, and you've been, and it's kind of cool because there's been tons of collectibles from Masters of the Universe, which is one of the topics mm -hmm. we're going to talk about tonight. And of course, who do we have in the, I guess, the center square tonight? Paul Lynn. Center square. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Lynn. Uh, hey everyone, it's me, old buddy Ben, uh, here with. The con guy happy hour. I am, uh, I guess, since we're kind of leaning more into the filmmaker uh, Hollywood thing here. So I am an actor, writer, producer, director. Uh, I've done all those things. I don't know if I should label myself all those things. I'm also a host. I do stuff for that hashtag show.com, which is uh, the network we're coming to you on right now uh, or through, I guess, uh, because you might be listening to us on many of the different podcasting uh, locations that you can hear this show or watch this show. But uh, for our video broadcast tonight, we are on thathashtagshow.com. And as always, our show tonight is brought to you by the wonderful folks over at Neft Vodka, who remind you to please always drink responsibly, people, responsibly. Look, we had a whole year of sitting on our couch drinking irresponsibly. Let's, uh, now that we're going back out into the world, let's, uh, let's take it easy. Let's be responsible. Also, I believe Toink.com is also a sponsor, and they are wonderful. You can get awesome collectibles. And if I may have the spotlight for just a moment. Spotlight is on. You know, many of you out there, you see us on the con guy, and you think, hey, they must all be best friends. Oh, thank you, dear. And, uh, <laughs> and many of you may not know that in real life, we are actually friends, too. We're not just pretending like uh, we're friends on the show. And uh, I have a statement that I would like to say last night. Uh, so many of our discussions before we go on the air take place on a text thread that gets obnoxiously long in a matter of minutes. And uh, suddenly somebody will be like, hey, I just got a break from work. Why do I have 3,000 text messages that I have to read through? <laughs> so last night was one of those nights. And I, and I have to issue an apology here. Uh, uh, a topic that I can't discuss came up for professional reasons. I can't discuss it on this show, uh, but a topic came up and I got into a debate or a, a heated exchange, if you will, with good, uh, good official silent con guy. I guess not so silent, but invisible con guy, Brad, good friend of the show, friend of all of ours, friend to uh, children and animals. And uh, I just wanted to say, uh, I got snarky in my comments because I had a very solid like opinion about what I thought, you know, the, the thought process should be. And he had a very impassioned opinion of what he thought. And and I got real snarky and he got upset and I got upset and everybody else was like, hey, uh, what is going on? Why are you guys talking about this? And uh, so, Brad, uh, buddy, I apologize for being snarky to you. I understand where you're coming from, and I and I want to listen and hear what you have to say when we are discussing important subjects. And uh, next time we are at Casa, Margarita's on me. Whoa! Get snarky with me. I there want some margaritas. There's a cat who is sorry. What's your cat's name? Cat. This is, Gr cat. This, is <laughs> this is Gracie. She had to say hi. Oh, hi. Gracie. <laughs> 
She had hey, to jump up and say nice. Clout, I see, Jake. What's that? Using the cat for clout, you know. Yeah. <laughs> But I do have to say this. I was part of the, the discussion as well on the text stream. Ben, that was fantastic. That was so kind. And I do, and the did you, and you, I know we were talking, I don't think anyone was really too over the line, but it's awesome that you're sensitive to it. I really do. I think that's fantastic that you're sensitive to it. And um, okay. I'm a sensitive man, Jim. Hey. I am a sensitive man. Hey, and, we and all Katie, have. I, and yeah. I just saw your um, comment, Katie. We do it, apparently we need to fix that problem. <laughs> hey, I but let me say off stream. <laughs> hey, Ben, somebody wants to say something. Blood good. <laughs> hey, Kat. So, Kat, I don't know. I think this is public knowledge because she posted it on Facebook, but Kat has been in the hospital recently. So, I just want to uh, oh, shout out to you and say I hope you're okay. I, I mess. She messaged, well, she tried to call me. I missed a call from her on Facebook and I messaged her back and she said she was doing okay. So, uh, I hope you're doing okay. I hope everything's uh, on the up and up. And uh, thank you for tuning in tonight. It's, it's a blast. I was hoping I was going to see you in the comments tonight. Cat, oh my gosh! All our, all our, all our best wishes and prayers, Cat. Hopefully you get there. And then, over here, happy hour from Total Deegan. That's pretty cool. And then, big, big cheese. Big Hi, Deegan. And then, um, a lot of other. <laughs> no, not a lot of big cheese. Says I love your stream, Deegan. That's kind of cool. That's really nice. Oh, and then, Bradley. It's okay. Okay, Sharon Osborne, I'll have Margs with you. I'm Sharon Osborne. Sharon. All right. All right, guys. So we do have a lot to talk about tonight. Um, well, not a lot as much as we want to dig in a little bit. And Danae is just, she can't wait to get into it. Tonight, Danae is going to take us into the world of Loki. And then we will attempt to dip our toes into a little bit of a possible controversy surrounding Kevin Smith's new Masters of the Universe series coming in July on Netflix. Um, and then we're just going to talk a little bit about that. We're going to be remain calm, friendly, and respectable, let's hope. But first, here's a little bit, a tiny bit of news, and we just got a, a couple of items here. Just to let you guys know, we know that E3 just happened this past weekend. Katie's been working all weekend, otherwise she would be bringing us a report from, to E3. But, you know, there's only one of her, so we can't expect miracles to happen yeah yeah but, you know i'm gonna start charging overtime so you know but there was a it was really cool i did love the trailer for is it the ender's ring the ring of ender ender's ring from the uh hr martin that looked pretty amazing i guess it's been a long time coming so which everything from that man is a long time coming so um anyways we'll talk about that a little bit later so anyways first of all this is something that Derek, who was not with us tonight, and Ben on the aforementioned text stream brought up, and I didn't know anything about this. Recently, Variety spoke to the showrunners of several superhero genre television shows about how they attempt to subvert popular superhero tropes. One quote came from an article. One, one quote from the article came from Justin Halpern, the co-creator and executive producer of Harley Quinn, and this is what he said. By the way. Not completely safe for young ears, I guess. Okay, uh, it's okay. It won't okay. the hour. It's going to happen. Yeah. This is it's what he said. Now. He said, in this third season of Harley, when we had a moment when Batman was, and I apologize, guys, in the third season when he was going down on Catwoman, DC was like, you can't do that. You absolutely cannot do that. And they were like, what? And he goes... And they said, heroes don't do that. So we said, are you saying heroes are just selfish lovers? And they were like, no, 
It's just that we sell consumer toys did you for guys, heroes. Did you it guys hard, see? <laughs> yeah, it's hard to sell a toy if Batman is also going down. <laughs> um, not to adults, it's not. Oh my you know, gosh. Who, you know who buys more collectibles than kids? Adults. Yeah, I was like, have you ever met any of these guys that go to yeah. cons? What are you talking <laughs> Did any of you guys see Koi's tweet that he posted? No. I saw it on his Instagram and I wanted to share it because it's funny. Koi has been on our show for those of you who haven't been here before. Huge Marvel fan, has lots of things that he talks about Marvel on. But he said, and you thought Bruce Wayne was selfish because he's a billionaire. <laughs> <laughs> Here's here was my response. They, Warner Brothers said heroes don't do that, but I challenge you: walk up to any woman on the street, ask them what do heroes do, and guess what your number one answer is going to be. <laughs> I, I don't know if that's well. Okay. I have never been happier that Derek, my brother, has been absent. This is the con guy after dark tonight. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it kind of is. It is. No, that was kind of, Derek's the one who brought this topic up, him and he and Ben. And all I know is this way, I didn't realize that the Batman series was quite that adult. I, I didn't know Ooh. that. The Harley Quinn series. It is adult, so that's what's it, kind of weird about them not allowing that. It's So the Harley Quinn series is so well done. It's really, really good, but it's very adult. A lot of language, a lot of F-bombs, a lot of sexual, you know, not just innuendo, but, you know, not, it's it's not hentai. It's like, it's not, they're not showing cartoons having sex with each other, but um, it's, it's very adult. It's a very yeah. adult cartoon, but it's also like, if you're a fan of Batman and the characters, it's hilarious and spot on for like, oh my gosh, they're just making... They're, they love these characters and they're making fun of the lore and it's it's fantastic, in my opinion. That's awesome. Hey, by the way, speaking about adult animated shows, um, the Amazon superhero animated show, what is Invincible? Invincible. Mm -hmm. Don't spoil ben. it though, I'm still on episode two, so don't you Okay, I'm not gonna, you're on an, Ben, do you know who the showrunner was on that for the first three or four episodes? It's a friend of yours, Copeland. Oh, Chris Copeland, oh, okay. yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think, I they, they had done storyboards and done some directing on there. Yeah, yeah, but I didn't realize he was a showrunner though. That's for the first three or four episodes. Yeah. Then they then they bailed on it. They said, uh -uh. so. Jim, we, is that the show? Is that the show that traumatized you? That first episode or whatever that was. Yeah. <laughs> it, it it shocked me. It didn't traumatize me. It was just like, whoa, what is this? Well, it though. I mean, as a Kirkman fan, it shouldn't really be that shocking to most people. No. I was it expecting had very, it had that very Walking Dead if they were if it was superheroes instead of yep instead of zombies vibe. All right, in further Batman news, it seems that a second Lego Batman movie was indeed in the works, which is exciting. But here's the bad part. But thanks to a change in the rights, we are never going to see it. Oh my gosh! I didn't realize that the rights to the Batman movie for the Legos went from Warner Brothers over to Universal Studios. There was a script in the works for the follow-up from Dan Harmon, who of Rick and Morty fame, and Michael Waldron, who was one of the writers on Loki and Doctor Strange and the Multitude of Madness. Um, they described it as partially the Godfather Part Two and Boogie Nights. How did the Batman Lego movie rights go to Universal? I just don't get that. That just that flummoxes me. I think Universal has the Lego movie rights. Oh man! Or they got them. I could be way off. Hmm. I mean, it's possible that 
the my nerd heart hurts that we lost that movie. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It, could, it could be the WB just lost, didn't have the money to renew that license. Maybe. Or Where they didn't care. I mean, it's, let's be honest. AT&T is the parent company of Warner Brothers now, and they kind of don't care about the superhero stuff. They At spun them off. I've heard. They spun off the Warner Brothers uh, movie franchise. Now it's Warner's Media, and it, they joined it with um, – who did they join it with? We talked about this a couple weeks ago. So I, I don't understand how that works. They're sort of the parent company, but it's one of those dotted line relationships now. <laughs> Yeah, but I think you're right. They don't care about it, so they got rid of it, Ben. I think that's yeah. what happened, and they lost the rights. We're really good friends with uh, Dan Lin, who owns – he's the, the chief creative officer or CEO of Brickhouse, which is the leg. So maybe we can find out. That would be cool. Wait. Right. Before we move on, since you mentioned Lego, can I mention one other bit of news real quick that's related to Lego? Yeah. So for those of you who – I know I couldn't prepare a whole convention update, but there were a couple things of interest that would mean a lot to two particular people – the first yeah. one is applicable to Derek, who is not here, but they are doing the first ever Lego Con on June 26th. It is completely virtual experience. Uh, if you go to the Lego website, there's all the info about it, but basically it's going to be 90 minutes of content streamed on lego.com and it's going live from Lego House. So that's in Denmark for any of you brickheads out there. Um, and there's going to be a lot of special guests. People can share their builds. And all sorts of stuff. So if you guys two like minutes, that, two minutes remaining on the news segment. Yep, yep. Stay tuned. If you're in LA, nine a.m. nine a.m. Uh, is the time it's on. And also Netflix, Witcher Netflix announced that they are doing the first ever Witcher convention, Witcher Con, with the move with the game with CD Projekt Red and Netflix on July 9th. Anyway, that's all I wanted to say. Fantastic. Okay. We got to make sure Derek knows about this because he will be so upset. Okay, okay. Last bit of news. This is a sad to report. Ned Beatty, known, and this is our DC. This is our DC minutes here. Ned Beatty, known perhaps best to us here for playing Otis Berg in the Christopher Reeve Superman films, has passed away at the age of 83. Born in 1937, he rose to fame for his performance as Bobby Tripp in 1972's Deliverance, which is a pretty harrowing film. He went on to a career of a lot of big films, including. Nashville Network, The Big Easy, and many more, but we love him as Otis. He was one of the most beloved characters. That's back when superhero films were less dark and just fun and a little bit of a bumbling kind of adventure. He did He did have a Marvel connection, too, because he was in the 1990 Captain America movie, the one that was like direct-to-video. <laughs> that one. That's yep. cool, man. <laughs> All, All right. 38 seconds left for news. And we're done! <laughs> Okay. Also, the first Witcher 2 teaser came out. So for any of you Witcher fans like me, or Henry Cavill fans like Danae. Um, Henry Cavill wasn't in the teaser. I watched it, just to let you all know if you are Henry Cavill fan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's too sad. Danae always checks to see if you can actually see Henry Cavill in, in the <laughs> All right, guys. Um, Marvel Studios' original live-action series, Loki. It takes the fan-favorite villain on the ride of a lifetime, or considering the time-traveling premise, perhaps multiple lifetimes. The series takes place after the events of Avengers Endgame, and it begins the moment in Endgame when the 2012 Loki takes the Tesseract. This lands the god of mischief in the hands of the Time Variance Authority, better known as the TVA, 
need his help to help mend the timeline. Danae, step up. We are all ears. Tell us about it. Guys, I have a whole page of notes. I'm wearing my classic, if you can see it, I don't know, Loki's Army bracelet, circa 2012. I got my Loki pop. I'm ready to go. So um, real quick recap, if you haven't watched it, because I do want to avoid spoilers as much as I can. Um, we see Loki from, it starts out that moment in um, Endgame where we see him grab the Tesseract and go. And it just picks up from there. We have to, we learn a lot about time variance, um, all sorts of things that happen when you mess with time, as well as um, the people that keep that stuff in order. And it's really interesting. You get to see basically Loki in the DMV. Um, you get to see Loki go to therapy kind of with Owen Wilson. I mean, who doesn't want Owen Wilson as their therapist? Yeah, exactly. That would be amazing. And it, I mean, it did beg the question, like how much better would this world have been if um, Odin had just sent his son to therapy early on? Might've helped quite a bit. Um, anyways, I, um, I've been so excited for this because I am a huge Loki fan. I have a whole page of notes, so I'm just going to jump right in. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, Avengers 2012 Loki, he was just a fandom phenomenon. If you were on Tumblr at all that year, it, Tom Hiddleston was everywhere. Um, because here's the thing, though. He's not just any bad. Oh, there's a mosquito in my wine. Sorry. I <laughs> 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 had to deal with it. Um, it wasn't just That's any That's the danger action. zone right there. <laughs> what? There's a mosquito in my wine. Okay. He's, he's gone that now. That clip is going in the next edit of the opening. Anyways, I only have 20 minutes. I have to cut out like all of my Norse mythology talk I was going to give you guys. Oh, my. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, so Avengers 2012 was a huge deal. It, um, and this isn't just any bad guy. I honestly don't think that if it had been another actor in this scenario that this character would have taken off the way it did because Tom Hiddleston right. went to Cambridge. It's the British version of an Ivy League school. It's just Ivy with more ease in the word. And <laughs> um, so he takes his characters very seriously. He loves the character. He's put so much into it. And that's part of the reason that it's so well loved is just because of how much depth there is. Oh, it's great. We haven't, this hasn't happened yet. I'm so excited. Um, so I don't think what about, because here's the thing is that when you take like a side character and put them in the middle, it can be really risky. When we look at things, I'm sorry, but the only example I can think of right now is when Nickelodeon did Sam and Cat, which was a spinoff of iCarly and Victorious. It was the two silly sidekicks brought together. It did not work. So that was a risk, but I really do believe in this case it paid off. So um, really quick as, um, a Loki, not expert, but super fan here. I'm going to jump in by saying how I would have handled Infinity War because um, I, when I watched that movie, I felt like the Russo brothers did not watch any of the other Avenger films. And this is why. Oh, wow. That's a bold statement, Danae. I was not a fan of Infinity War because of how they handled, there were so many just slip ups along the way. First things first, in 2012 Avengers, Avengers Assemble, we see Loki right after he's been held captive by Thanos for a long time. He is dehydrated because he really is a frost giant being melted, being tortured and brainwashed and handed this Tesseract and given this job. That's why when he first appears at S.H.I.E.L.D. in front of, um, Everybody, he's the TVA, yeah. yeah, he stumbles at one point because of how dehydrated he is. Like his eyes are red. There's problems going on. Somebody who spent that long with Thanos is not just going to walk up to him with a knife and try and stab him. 
he would know better. Like, even if Loki hadn't done that, he's a smart character who would have known better. It was a big issue I had. I think if they really wanted us to be scared of Thanos, it would have been Thanos turned around at the last second and stabbed the real Loki sneaking up behind him. That's just the littlest change that would have made the biggest difference. That was like, it's just like Doctor Strange chopped like, you know, Thanos' henchman in half in the beginning, but he can't cut the gauntlet off of his hand later. It made no sense. That movie made me so mad. That's another three hour discussion for later. So jumping into this, we're taking off right after Avengers 2012, which was, you know, the greatest summer to ever happen. And look, this is the Loki we've got. So basically, are we asking, does, Loki, does Ragnarok Loki not exist? Does Dark World Loki, which is the movie we all kind of forgot about, not exist? It's a lot to go through. So we're jumping right. So yeah, we're, we're jumping in in a weird spot. So <clears throat> first of all, I love that at the very beginning, this um, re- like this solid, strong woman comes in and kidnaps him right out of, is it like Mongol that he lands in? I can't remember exactly, yeah. but yeah. yeah. I think it was the Mongolian right. desert, yes. It was Mongolian <laughs> desert, yeah. Some like a strong woman just jumps right in and grabs him, and I love that. So then he ends up in basically this government facility that controls time. And my first question was like, why is everything 70s? Why does it all look like the 70s in here? I'm so confused. Because it looks so cool. It does look cool, but there's an answer to that that I have in just a moment. Okay. Why is it 70s? Okay, also real quick, first thing that happens is the iconic Loki suit, this one that we saw vanishes. And I have to say like real quick, (laughs) not quite that one, but yeah, Tom Hiddleston turned 40 this year and he still looks amazing. Just gonna throw that out there. That was some serious, and I mean serious Tumblr fan service. Oh yeah, it was that all was for like, them. It was it was all for them. Yeah. So um, yeah, he looks great. So then he walks in. You had that scene from the trailer of sign this to prove that it's everything you ever said. I do not believe for a second that everything Loki has said would fill one ream of paper. There's <laughs> no way in heck that it. But I must interject. Ball. I loved, loved how clever that scene was. He goes, are you kidding? Oh, sign this one now. <laughs> I love that. It was just, I love that this, you know, any kind of control that's led by a big bureaucracy like that, there's going to be so many tiny little things that bog you down and slow you off, slow you up. And I just, I loved that we're basically watching Loki go to the DMV in this episode. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I do not believe that was long. I loved that we had a hair flip right away because that was so many, again, Tumblr 2012, favorite moment of Avengers was um, Black Widow does a hair flip followed by Loki does a hair flip. I can't do one, but it was great. There was a hair flip moment and it was it was like, yeah, this is 2012 Loki. We've, we've picked him right up. Like the character development that he went through is gone, which kind of stinks in some levels because he's so cool, but also... What great skill to be like for writers and an actor to be able to pick up where they left off here and forget everything else and set it aside. Kind of. We're going to get back to that. (laughs) (laughs) Also, I absolutely love the Saturday morning cartoon exposition. Um, Miss Minutes, who guided us through this whole like cheesy moment of what the show that I will not say that you all know I hate wanted to be and could have been in that two minutes, but wasn't. I loved that moment. Also, Miss Minutes was being, um, speaking of Batman, was being voiced by um, Barbara from The Killing Joke, and I've lost oh. her name. 
we'll fix this in post. I'll think of her name. Jimmy, what did you say? There's an, a show you don't want to mention? Well, Jim, I'll give you, I'll, I'll give you three guesses of Avengers shows that I haven't liked. Oh, okay, okay. Keep yeah. going. That moment was what that show wanted to be. <laughs> Um, also, Ben, you and I totally called it. Loki was BD Cooper. Like, how great was that moment? I love that they were like, let's just throw this out here for the fans. That, which, if you guys don't know, there was in like the 40s, 50s, a, ma a man who basically took over an airplane, demanded money, then jumped out with a parachute. The parachute and the marked bills were never found, which can only be explained by him being picked up. By, um, by the Bifrost. Yeah, by the Bifrost. Thank you. Um, yeah, if you go, go to Wikipedia and read the story of D.B. Cooper, it's insane. I believe it was the 70s when you could still That's just like buy a ticket and walk onto an airplane and there's mm -hmm. no security. Yeah, um, I'm on this airplane with my machete. Yeah. <laughs> Got it its own ticket. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, so that was, that was a great moment. Um, also, I absolutely loved just this realization of the Tesseract did not work. Sorry, we are getting into so many spoilers. No, spoilers. that was one of, no, Danae, I, that's, and we'll talk about that. That's one of the biggest moments of this, of this thing. Like if we're going to talk yeah. about, I'm not, okay. If are we going to spoiler? Are we going to not spoiler? What are we going to well, do? For the record, we're guys, at, we're at 10 minutes, minutes right as now. As long as we get people warning. I think it's okay. Like if we tell people, okay. we're morning, we are talking. Yeah, we're at ten minutes. We're talking spoilers. Spoiler, spoiler alert! alert. Into spoilers. Yeah. Spoiler alert for Loki. If you haven't watched it Can yet, can we talk about that for a second? Why was that yes, so big? I, I want. To, okay, so we spent. You know, what was it? Almost ten years of Marvel revealing yep. that the Infinity Stones are the ultimate power. It yep. was. It was a huge deal to get one of them. And Loki is dropped into this facility where they have all the Infinity Stones, multiple versions from multiple timelines, and none of them work there. And really, what did they use them as? They use them as paperweights. Paperweights, yeah. Man, go. Yeah, I'm doing like kind of a proud moment here, or or maybe I'm doing a name drop. I don't know. All I know is so the character Casey is played by the by the actor Eugene Cordero, who has been having a phenomenal career as of the last few years. He was in Mandalorian. He was in Kong Skull Island. He's been in a handful of other things. But he used to be my improv coach at Upright Citizens Brigade. Nice. And he's a great guy. He's a nice. great guy. I'm Facebook friends with him. And every time I see him on something, I go on his wall and I'm like, hey, you're in a Star War. And I would <laughs> get him on the show. Come on, dude. I love I, I don't know if I if I'm still if I'm that close with him. I uh, but I uh, I just he's such a sweet guy, and uh, I'm just so happy to see him having so much success. And he killed it as Casey in Loki. He was absolutely mm -hmm. great. He was amazing. I he was besides Tom Hiddleston, he was my favorite part. <laughs> <laughs> some of the guys do some of paperweights. Can we talk for a second? Paperweights, Infinity yeah. Stones, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, to, to, to Katie's point, why is that such a big deal? We just said why. Well, yeah. so I think the reason why it's such a big deal is that we spent 10 years of our life, like they said, thinking that they were this big, big freaking deal and life-changing world-changing everything universe -changing. everything yeah and now they're just like eh, yeah you mean these things then they're not really as big a deal as y'all think mm -hmm. yeah. outside like, of time it also shows it also shows how in control they are because they're like 
we have control over the situation. If things get too bad, we're going to go and. Yep. They can just fix it. I know we've been told that these are the most powerful objects in the universe. They are elemental in their power. They were there at the beginning of creation and they represent every, every kind of extreme power. It's direct. Also, yeah. also anybody else, Ben, Danae, get Doctor Who vibes? Like we have these people that are literally like time sheriffs. They're and, like, basically they're time lords. Time, and I'm like, they're time lords. They're legit mm -hmm. time lords. So I feel like you know, the Whovian in me was kind of like, I'm on board with this. Like I I could be on board with I'm I like this. <laughs> so All right. Danae, what yeah. else? Keep going. Okay, so it was just it was a great moment because we got to see everything that this character is <laughs> sticky notes. Sticky notes. Doctor is sticky notes. So we saw for this moment everything that Loki has been working towards is just stripped away and he sees how like ultimate power which he has wanted he wants to be king of the universe he says in the episode is not that big of a deal there's something bigger than that there's always something bigger and there's that moment where he's kind of like back in um this one room and owen wilson finds him and he's like yeah i tried to use the tesseract several times it did not work and it's just this moment of everything being stripped away and i loved that this whole episode was a therapy session like i mentioned yeah. it before i'll mention it again because owen wilson was like okay you're gonna do that then what Okay, you do that, then what? Okay, you do that, then what? Okay, that's a pretty big deal. It's what are you gonna do once you're king of the universe? Right. He's like, I'm gonna make everybody's lives better. He's like, Are you though? <laughs> and then so we have this beautiful moment where we kind of see the clips of everything that would have happened in Dark World and Ragnarok, and then of course in Infinity War, which wait, wait, is let's set it up. Wait, 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 slow down. That that's that to me was that almost brought tears to my eyes to watch the scene. You're describing a scene where Loki goes back and he's watching the timeline which it's called the sacred timeline of what actually occurred if you know after he was taken from that timeline and today what was it that he saw uh, yeah that's what i was about to say is like it was a beautiful moment of seeing just what your life is how it's supposed to unfold and he sees you know the huge moment from dark world where his mother died and it was his fault Yep. I mean, you could say that it was his fault. It was somebody else killed his mother, but it was because of directions that he gave to them. And um, which is an amazing, another amazing movie and an amazing scene is just seeing him like mourning his mother and over, he was the reason for it. And um, he also sees, of course, how, how much Thor and Odin really did care for him. Which yeah. was in Ragnarok, that was a beautiful moment when they're on the cliffs in Norway and Odin is like, I love you, my sons. And he's not just saying it to, to, to Thor, who he gave the hammer to, he's saying it to both of them. And it's a great, great moment. And then, of course, we also see that he had the opportunity to try and save everyone. He basically sacrifices him, sacrificed himself in the beginning of Infinity War in, in order to save Thor, which yeah. was a huge leap. And um, I was go ahead, say, yeah. I was going to say with something like that, you know, I think so often hypothetically we'll ask people, we'll ask ourselves, like if I could go back and like relive different things in my life, or if I did things differently and no, this kind of shows like, don't, you don't want to see how your life could have been or what wasn't because it, it's probably not going to be what you want to see. That would traumatize any of us. If we had to see something that was different. And obviously we don't have multiverses or that we know of, but you know that would be hard draining on anyone even acting that would be draining i'm not an actor but i'm sure ben can, can agree that that's draining 
I mean, it, yeah, it was it because I mean, for Loki in this situation, his mother is still alive, his father is still alive, and he just watches how they're going to die. For any of us, that would be awful with parents alive or not. And um, I thought it was handled so well. The scene was written and executed beautifully. And, I loved it. Um, oh, it was, it was so good. And again, um, still giving out spoiler alerts if you're trying to skip ahead right now. Um, there's a big bad led up in the beginning that was like, oh, somebody killed people. Who was it? And a witness pointed to the sign of the devil saying, oh, the devil did it. Right from the bat, I just want to ask, did anybody else call that it was also Loki was the big bad? Was that kind of obvious to anybody else? Yeah. Um, so not, wait, 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 wait. not when, when they look at the stained glass window? Yeah, when you look at the stained glass window and he points at the devil, the kid who saw what happened points at the devil and yeah. Oh, I was thinking it was Mephisto. A lot which, of people think it's Mephisto. But, yeah, but they have Mephisto. Everyone, everyone thought it was Mephisto. Mephisto in WandaVision too. Yeah, everybody everyone, thought it was yeah. Mephisto. But I guess but, the writers of Loki have confirmed that it's not Mephisto. So that's cool. Well, at the end of the episode, Owen Wilson is asked. I cannot remember his name. He's just Owen Wilson. That's always his character. No, it's and Mobius M. Mobius. Which Thank is the you. coolest name ever for like somebody in time. Because you know, a Mobius strip is like the time it gets the same forward and backwards, and his name, Mobius and Mobius, is the same forward and backwards. It's awesome. <laughs> Anyways, Owen Wilson <laughs> tells Loki, Oh, I need your help going after somebody. And he's like, Who is it? Oh, it's you. It's like, oh wow, yeah, what a twist. Wasn't expecting that at all. Um, so we get the idea that Loki is going to be employed by um time DMV to um, help them fight himself. So I'm really inter just interested to see where this goes. May I give a prediction? Is that okay if we give predictions right now? Please do, please do. We've got about three minutes in this section and then we got to- Okay. No. I would not be surprised if at the end of this season or series, it is Loki's choice to destroy this alternate version of himself and step back into the um, Avengers um, where he was before to go on this big adventure and then come back and he's going to end up on the same timeline that we knew pass away in infinity war that that's kind of my prediction right now also if you pay attention in the credits why is it the 70s because as you're watching along you've got this you've got all of these signs kind of in the credits in the background one of them is of these time leaders and it says we are always watching and it was major like 1984 vibes for me and i was like it's the 70s because this is like Soviet Russia that was way behind on everything. So to me, Soviet Russia always looks like the 70s. Right. But yeah, I was like, oh my gosh, that's what you're going for is this dangerous overlord watching everybody. I would love to see them overthrown now. Because, <laughs> but I, but yeah, that's why it was 70s themed because it's, it's, it's not the 70s, but 1984. You know what I'm, I'm, I'm saying without me saying it. You guys, you guys are following. I don't have, yeah. I loved it. I'm contemplating staying up till midnight tomorrow night to watch episode two. I, I will. All right. I, I got to. Let's just jump in real quick. Uh, ben and Katie, I do want to. You guys, we only got a couple minutes. I do. Ben, let's go with you first. I would love to know your take. I was just going to point out one quick thing. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I was going to troll Danae and be like, well, it was fine. But I, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. One thing I noticed talking about the ending credits, uh, and it, it, you know, it does all these flashing of images like it did with. Uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier and with WandaVision. And one of them, it's his profile. It's like his... Oh, that's Ooh. my that's my timer for this segment. It's like his, his <laughs> file with his that's picture and his name, Loki Lauki's son, 
uh, and and all this stuff. And under on Loki's paperwork under gender, it says fluid. fluid. Yep. Which I noticed, and I, I think I killed the mosquito, guys. Wait, oh, good. No, 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 Ben, Ben, I can I respond to that real quick? Please do. Because because it got so controversial and everybody was yelling. And this is a, our show about controversies this week. But let's just say it, there's got to be a way to say this without being offensive. Loki, perhaps he was a very pretty man in um, the original Thor. Let's just put it that way. He really was. And, but let, let me not go just there. Let me go supernatural or superhero. Loki can turn into a woman anytime he wants to. And I don't know if they were having fun with that. I do know that um that Marvel is 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 very inclusive. And so if they want to go that direction, they'll go that direction. But um I thought that was interesting, but I also thought it might have been a little fun tongue in cheek. If he wants to show up as you know, as Black Widow, he can do it. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, in, just to dip back into original like um, Norse mythology, I mean, there were moments when Loki turned into like a fly and was biting people. Like he's pretty, he's pretty fluid in the sense that he can be whatever he wants. Yes, but weren't there also times in Greek mythology? I mean, Greek in Norse mythology when he did become female aspects of certain characters. I, I think there, that's true. Oh yeah, that totally happened. Um, if you guys are interested in this, by the way, I totally recommend Neil Gaiman's book Norse Mythology. It's yeah. so many great stories and a lot of, and Loki's in just about all of them with Thor being- And we do have to so end fun. this section because we are going along, but guys, I've got to ask this question. Who is the big bad villain that we saw at the end? Dun, 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 just from behind. I have my opinions. What do you guys think? I think it's just another Loki. Also, oh my gosh, people were set on fire. That was like a, that was a dark turn, I felt. For how I don't think it was Loki. I don't think it was Loki. Who do you, you guys don't think, think it was? So? Yeah, who do you think it was, Jim? Okay, what happened at the end? Wait, there was a hooded oh, yeah, set the the agents on fire. I was like, who he set on fire? And then I, we just saw him from behind, this hooded figure, mysterious. They didn't show him. I feel like it's Loki, but I, that's it's what Eddie, I felt like. I was okay, just but fed. here's the thing. Here's the thing, you guys. You have to remember that we all did this for Wandavision. We tried to do all these predictions, and Marvel went. F you, we're going to do what the hell we well, want. Well, the difference was that, Mar that WandaVision sucked, okay? That was the difference. <laughs> but, uh, the opinions of Danae are hers and hers alone. <laughs> what I was going to say is, is Danae did touch on this, and I know we're, we're past the time, but I think Loki achieved what WandaVision wanted to do, but WandaVision was too rushed to do it, and they didn't have a great, as great of a setup as Loki did. Um, I loved the feel of this. I loved the tone of this more than I liked WandaVision as well. Yep. Um, you know, it still had that slow, you don't know what's going on. You don't know a lot about the story, just like you didn't with WandaVision, but I was more invested in the not knowing in this one than I was in WandaVision, if that makes sense. Real quick, Jake, did, 30 seconds. Did you have, what'd you think? About just everything? The yeah, the Loki thing. Yeah, I loved it. I thought it was great. The humor was awesome. My favorite part of the whole episode was when he's talking to the guy, he's like, I'll, I'll gut you like a fish. And he's like, what's a fish? What's a fish? <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Turn me into a fish. Yeah. Real quick. I think the end. Okay. The rumors are that it's possibly Kang. K-A-N-G. Who is a yeah, big Kang. villain. Yeah. Or I pulled up a, a, a picture of the rear of, of the backside of Dr. Doom. And it is spot oh. on. And I do know that they are trying to find a not trying to find a way. I do know that uh, the Fantastic Four is in the the cards for a future Marvel something. 
So what if this is the way to bring Dr. Doom and the Fantastic Four into the universe here? I would love that so much. My mind would be blown. I would love it. But what if Dr. Doom is just another form of Loki? Maybe, maybe. All right, guys. You probably should be careful about looking up the backside of characters. (laughs) I know. This is true. This is very true. In Age of Ultron, we do see Loki, but it's from behind because he's wearing a hood. For the record, record, the um, controversy today on um, Catwoman, I've got a lot of pictures. Let's just say (laughs) that was it. Okay, real quick. (laughs) Let's move on, guys. Just to say, Loki broke the record for the biggest um, first episode for a Marvel series. And in the first week, it broke the record for the first any series on Disney+. Plus. So it is hitting big. It's going to be big. All right. It's going to be big. Scroll, scroll, scroll. All right. Here we go. Next topic. We are moving into a topic. And hopefully, Jake, you can help me with this because you're more of a fan of collecting and you know more about Masters of the Universe than probably anybody on this podcast tonight, including myself, even though I grew up with it. But let's just say this. Netflix has announced that they are having a brand new Marvel's, uh, not Marvel's, blower, Masters of the Universe. Um, it's going to be, It's. it was put together by Kevin Smith of all people. Um, mm-hmm. Kevin Smith, who, you know, two years ago said he's not a fan of Masters of the Universe, but we'll let that slide. Oh, he said that really? He said it on his um, comic book show that was on AMC. But oh, you know what? Who cares? Yeah. But anyways, and this is the part, that when we talk about there's a little bit of controversy this week, maybe this is what we were talking about. The War for Eternia. This is the description of the, the Netflix show. The War for Eternia begins again in what may be the final battle between He-Man and Skeletor. Voiced by Mark Hamill, I might say. I'm so stoked about that. Yeah, the cast. The cast. Listen to this cast. Uh, it's Skeletor, called the yeah. Master of the Universe. Revelations. What are you going to say, Jake? I was just saying, the cast is awesome. We hear, yeah, go ahead and... Yeah. No, but here's the cast. Yeah. Chris Wood is He-Man. He-Man is played by Chris Wood. Skeletor is played by Mark Hamill. Evil Lynn, you know, Evelyn split into Evil Lynn, played by Lena he- Hetty. Cersei, anybody? That's awesome. All right. Tila is played by Sarah Michelle Gellar. Roboto is played by Justin Long, which makes me laugh. Um <laughs> Lee, is it Lena or Illina? Lena? Is that the I'm, name? I'm not even What's sure who that character is. It's played by an actress. Her name is Harley Quinn Smith. Okay, I'm just going to say Harley Quinn if you're watching. I'm sorry. I'm going to make fun of your name. What that's, is up with that? That's Kevin. That's, that's Kevin's daughter. Yeah, oh, I'm daughter. so terrible. <laughs> oh, my God. That's a great name, Kevin. You should. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so when it's a man coming up with the name, you're okay with it, Jim? I love him. No. Just a second ago, he was throwing shade well, at Kevin Smith for not liking Masters of the Universe and then right. making a show. Oh, no, no, no. Right, I think Kevin Smith would be completely okay with the conversation we're about to have. Completely okay. I wish he was here right now. Queen Marlena is played by Alicia Silverstone. Um, Jason Mewes is playing Stinkor. <laughs> That's great. Um, Susan Eisenberg is playing the Sorceress and Kevin Conroy, the Merman. There is a little bit of a controversy. Um, Jake, do you know what the controversy is? So, well, let's go back to when they first announced the show even. Okay. Like, fans have always, it doesn't matter what the, the you know, the, the, show is if they're redoing something or making an updated version they're never going to make everybody happy 
And when they first announced that Kevin Smith was redoing Master of the Universe, way before any of this, I remember seeing comments online like, this is going to be terrible. Why are they giving this to Kevin Smith? It's going to be awful. Just just because his name was attached to it. You know, and he's had a lot of success. You know, everyone knows the Jay and Silent Bob movies and stuff. And then he's had kind of like a, I don't know, rougher patch late in the later years, you know, with some of his movies. But, you know, I still enjoy all this stuff. I think he's a great writer, you know. But mm -hmm. lately, yep. the biggest thing that's happened now is that he had said when they were announcing this, that he was like, this is going to be the Masters of the Universe you love. We're going to redo, make it like the vintage style show make it updated and everything like that. So everyone's like, yeah, we're right, right on. We're all on board. And then I think it was entertainment weekly announced like some, they released some footage or not footage of them, like images and stuff and kind of some descriptions. And it was saying that it's not going to quite go how he said it was. They're going to kind of go in different directions. Yeah. So if you don't know, like they're, they're saying that, the show might not focus so much on He-Man as the main character, and it might shift over to the character Tila and have her be like one of the driving characters of the show and have her be the one who, you know, gets the power sword and does everything. Um, and again, that's not 100% confirmed. It's just rumors and people are already, you know, all up in arms. About no, no, it. to your point, Jake, let's say right out front, nobody, well, nobody, no, no consumers have seen these episodes yeah. yet. This is something that we people are putting together from right. um, the previews, from the trailers. I mean, some people have seen the episodes, but you know, it's embargoed. We'll talk about it later. But right now, mm -hmm. this is coming from people who have not seen the episodes yet, right? Right. And they just finally released a teaser trailer, and people love it because the trailer looks like how he describes it in his initial you know, description is like, if you haven't seen it, you know, it's basically, it's this the whole time. Let's go back. Let's go back. <laughs> That's perfect. It's just, yeah. There you go. It's just full on action and it's all nostalgia. Like, Whoa, there's that character. There's this character. There's this character. But then people were saying like, I bet that's all just the first episode. And then the show is going to take a turn. And they're going to have it go in a different direction. And a lot of people aren't happy about that. I, for one, you know, I'm not going to judge anything. I want to see it before I make any decisions, you know. And honestly, like, for me, growing up, I loved He-Man. I loved the toys. I grew up with the toys. And I saw the show sometimes. But, like, it was mostly about my experience with just playing with the toys and coming up with the stories on my own and just making up these things. And now... You know, I'm not, I wasn't too concerned. Like, that's not how it was in the original cartoon. That's different, you know. So I guess it depends on how, it, you know, invested you are in these characters and stuff. So, like, when I heard that idea that they were going to change it, I'm like, that's interesting. It's not, I'm not like, that's a terrible idea or anything, you know. Yeah. So. But let's talk about that just for a second. And um, I have a couple of photos here from He-Man. It's a cool, like, here's the deal. The last yeah. time we saw He-Man original content, wasn't it like it's been 20 or 30 years? It's been the, quite some time. Yeah, it has because they, they redid the show in 2002 and they had it updated designs and made them you know, much more action-oriented and stuff. And that was a big hit. And now the exciting thing about this show is that 
it has that updated animation style, but the characters look more like how they did in the eighties. Like well, here, cartoon I'll stuff. go ahead and I'll, I'll just break it down. Here's the the controversy, and um, Netflix released another statement about like what the series is about during um, Netflix Geeked Week. They had a Geeked Week, and we kind of missed it. I'm sad that we missed Geeked Week on Netflix, but they made a lot of announcements. But here's the description: After the cataclysmic battle between He-Man and Skeletor. Eternia is fractured and the Guardians of Skull are scattered. And after decades of secrets tore them apart, it is up to Tila to reunite the broken band of heroes and solve the mystery of the missing sword of power in a race against time to restore Eternia and prevent the end of the universe. So the, what the big controversy is, is a lot of fans feel that it was a bait and switch. Kevin Smith came on and he did a big like announcement about what the series was about. And he really kind of played it up. And it was cool. Like I, I watched that. And it was, it was and he talked about how He-Man is back, the stories are back, Masters of the Universe are back, and they're kind of picking up from there and they're going on. But then they're also reimagining as well. You have to, you know, it's 20 years later, you got to kind of go forward. But what the fans, and let's not discount what a lot of fans are kind of concerned about is it seems like Tila has become the, the centerpiece of the series in the description. And again, these people haven't seen the series yet. It, it seems that way. And so that's what the concern was about. Um, and then uh, there's, there's one um, co cosmicbook.com, which is probably one of the sites that led the charge here in talking about it. I wish we could have got them on the show tonight because here's the thing. A lot of people think, oh, that's just a bunch of guys in their basement sitting there being bad because it's not about guys anymore. No, um, it's that wasn't true. If we, if you were to watch the podcast from Cosmic, it's called. Um, oh, I don't have it. I got to scroll through here, but like the podcast coming from CosmicBook.com, I think it's called Clownfish TV. It, it, there, there was a lady on there. She is, I forget her name, Sparkly something. I'll find it in a second. She was the biggest vocal critic of like, wait a second. When I was a kid, I grew up with He-Man and I grew up with such and such and I grew up with such and such. If this is not a series about He-Man and they switched it over to Tila, then she said she's going to be upset. So that's a valid concern, I guess. Again, I have to preface this. I have, nope, I have nobody's seen it yet. Okay. Go ahead, Katie. So, By the way, this is Tila right here. I just want everybody to see. This is the new Tila. And a lot of the complaints is that uh, wait, here we go. No, here's new Tila, and she has a shaved head on one side. She's much more muscular, and you know, and some people are just kind of raising a stink about it. Go ahead, Katie. So, just because the article was written by a woman doesn't that make her points invalid, but it also doesn't mean that that's completely how everyone is going to feel. But there's, you know, what I mean, you, I don't know if you guys get what I'm going at with that. Yeah. So, because there are plenty of of women who feel the same way as men. There's plenty of men that feel the same way as women. There's plenty of women that feel the same way as women. So you can't really categorize the thoughts of one person and group us all together. I personally right. don't watch the show. I haven't seen the show. I'm familiar with characters because of collectibles and Funko Pops and that. But um, like I said, she has points. I'm sure she has good points that I probably agree with, but you also have to take into consideration that it doesn't have to be written by a man or a woman for that point to come across. So. Right, right. Yeah. But I, you know, the thing is, I think what it is, is 
there, there's been, I think this is less, I don't know. I, uh, as a person who did not, I'm not part of the conversation here. And so it's, it's, I, I don't really want to say how other people are feeling. That's not my place, but it's it seen. And I have a couple of tweets here and Kevin Smith did respond to this. <clears throat> he says he was responding to somebody because there's a lot of people out there that are raising this concern. And it's a valid concern. I guess if you, if you feel somebody has taken something, there's this, nostalgia for masters of the universe i collected masters of the universe as a kid and i didn't do it as well as jake because all mine are broken up and in a box in my mom's attic so i was not as big of a fan but i would watch it when i came home from school and it was great and i think we are in a different time today back then the word woke i'm putting that in quotes was not something that we kind of wasn't something we we're thinking about back then for better or for ill so I'm going to say, you know, there's both good and bad coming from, you know, being more attentive to, to representation and inclusiveness in these shows. But um, this is what um, this is what somebody what Kevin Smith's response was to somebody called JT. If you are indeed an actual lifelong fan of Masters of the Universe, then you are going to love the Revelation show, which is the, the name of the new show is coming up. It's a tale so deeply entrenched in the lore of the property, quotes, that we finish storylines from the Mattel mini comics and the cartoons playing deep cuts for old fans. That's kind of cool. And then here's a response from another guy called Pr Price of Reason. Kevin, the concern here is that you have unreasonably boosted the female character's strengths at the expense of the male characters, a la The Last Jedi. His opinion, not, I'm not saying that's my opinion. If there isn't the case, and the sh if that is not the case, the show will and the show will focus on He-Man, then it should be fine. Hard not to be a bit skeptical. And then one more statement from this other guy. His name's Jericho. I can quote these guys because it's on Twitter. Public information. It says, "I mean, if Tila is the main character of the show, then shouldn't it be called Tila and the Masters of the Universe? Otherwise, yeah. isn't it a bait and switch?" So there's. Some valid concerns. No, that's, yeah, that's valid. I mean, yeah, you if you're going to have that be a He-Man show, then obviously He-Man should be the main character. I'm not going to knock that. The, like, you know, uh, Kristen said it, you know, the article said it. I agree with that. But if you want to have another lead as it, yeah, then have that be. The original, the original toy line was just called Masters of the Universe. And then, was, the, yeah. and then the cartoon was He-Man in the Masters of the Universe. This, this program. Then, oh, sorry. Oh, and then now it's called oh, Masters of the Universe Revelations. So. Yeah, this program is called Masters of the Universe Revelations. Yes. So then that's if that's the case, then it should be able to focus on more than one character and not necessarily just be emphasized on He-Man. Yep. Oh, wait, and wait, wait. Anytime someone does decide to make, you know, another character forefront, there's always, right, in the, given the times, people are going to raise that speculation. Are they doing this to fulfill the political checklist and say that they're being diverse or saying that they're doing different. And that's always going to be the, you know, it's hard to know the integrity going into the project. It's hard to know their reasoning behind it unless you personally know that. So it's always unfortunately going to be us just having to decide for ourselves with how the movie is, whether or not we're going to yeah. like it or not. I've been kind of get, I've been kind of getting like flashbacks of the whole uh, 2016 Ghostbusters, the, well, oh, that's a good know. point that you made there, Jake. Is like it, that's one of the what somebody said was. Mm -hmm. Oh, geez, I have all this information here, and it's so much, and I don't want to go through it. But people were drawing um, comparisons back to Ghostbusters. Just back, everything. Went there we go. Yeah. 
It says this isn't something new and has been an agenda pushed by Hollywood, the writer's opinion, for years, as has been seen with Disney Star Wars, Doctor Who, Ghostbusters, Birds of Prey. Birds of Prey is all women. I don't understand how there that's was, a, yeah, that was that's a stupid That's a dumb statement there. That's um, always been yeah. Or Terminator. I, yeah, the Birds of Prey. That uh, what an idiot. Um, sorry, I shouldn't say stuff like that. But <laughs> uh, I, uh, okay. Here, let's. Uh, Brad has a couple of comments. Let me read these real quick. Here's here's from Brad. The problem is that it seems like Kevin is coming off shady and lying to fans in a bait-and-switch effort to push a woke update to the series. Let's just read his comments here. Um, and when fans called Kevin out, he promised it was not going, it was not the way things were being speculated. And then it turned around this week, and he did an interview stating otherwise. And two more. They even took the name He-Man out of the title of the show, and it is a continuation, and it's a continuation show. So why did they take the title out? And then he goes, the original focus on all these amazing characters. We're just concerned it's forced turn and fans are upset. Okay. Yeah, but fans always get upset. Yeah. But no matter what. I, I think I at the end of the day, we all, every single fandom, every single, everybody is so passionate and it's great to be passionate as all of us can tell you, but you have to still realize that no one can make anyone happy. And if yeah. you kind of get stuck on all of these, oh, this is this isn't the right reason, and oh, they're forcing this and they're forcing that. You kind of take out what you could possibly be getting out of that show by getting stuck up on that. Right. So, and, but like I, I don't want to um, I don't want to discount what Brad's saying though. Like in yeah, Jonathan, no, I get if that. A, yeah, if a new updated show wants to focus on a new character, so be it. I agree. But like what Brad was saying is. Fans are hoping for a new He-Man series, and they feel that's not what they're getting. Again, nobody's seen it. They don't so, know yet. Yeah. yeah. Ben, were you raising your I finger? Was, I was just going to make one one quick comment. Um, I, For secret legal reasons, I can't say much. But when the show does come out, before you pass any judgment on it, watch all of the episodes. Yep. Cool. All of them. That's all I'm going to say. Danae, did you want to say anything? I mean, I just had one quick comment. I think um, I really do understand the fear that people have because, like Katie said, we are very passionate. Um, I follow up with what Ben said about, like, maybe you should watch all the episodes. While I'm not a He-Man fan, I'm a big Narnia fan. I've said it on here a lot. Netflix is also making a new Narnia series, and they have talked about – I've heard rumors – of how they're going to be changing things. And as a fan, that makes me incredibly nervous because, I mean, I, I grew up on the BBC Narnias from the 80s. And, um, I mean, I, it's so it's just so hard because it's like, okay, maybe little changes could be fun, but it's something we really care about. And when you go in and cut with Slash and just completely change things around just in the name of, oh, we want to be woke, I mean, I, I don't want... That's not what you want. It's like, I want to see Narnia live. I want to see the books that I love put on on my TV. And so I get where people are coming from, but at the same time, I'm still going to watch Narnia when it comes yeah. out on Netflix. If it if I get like three episodes in and I'm just like, okay, why is this whole show about Dr. Cornelius and not about the Pevensies? Then I might step out. But Okay, cool. A show about Dr. Cornelius would also be amazing. <laughs> I kind of agree, but Ben, just to kind of agree with what you're saying, like, I understand your fear, and it means you love these things, which is awesome, but like Katie said, you cannot please everyone all the time. 
And so I say, give it a chance before you write it off. But at the same time, I, I agree. Okay to write it off. Yeah, I agree. But I understand because I'm feeling it too. Yeah. yeah, we're coming to the end of our podcast here. Mm -hmm. So, Katie, yeah, go ahead. Also, Brad, to to go off of what you're saying, it's understandable to be upset that someone who is behind the show is saying one thing and then saying another thing later. But at the end of the day, he's trying to sell a show. Yeah, I mean, it's a business at the same time. So I get that. Unfortunately, it's it's just kind of one of those things where I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's wrong. Um, but I mean, here's the deal. I I and I honestly think that um. Brad is voicing what a lot of the fans are feeling. I don't think it's as much that people are angry. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you guys out there, Brad is not what you would call a right-wing crazy nut. That's not Brad. That is the furthest thing from Brad. I don't want to give away his uh, cultural opinions, but he's the other direction. So Brad is not one to use the word woke very lightly. He doesn't – that's not him. But so I don't – I think this is less about it being woke and more about – changing a show that he loved and that the fans loved when they were, I think that's more what we're hitting at there. And as people don't want to, and, and I agree, like uh, there were those of us who got all grumpy about star Wars. And by the way, I loved force awakens. I didn't like last Jedi and I really liked rise of Skywalker. So there's just one of the three movies I wasn't fully on board with. So I'm not one of those guys that hated star Wars. Let me just say this real quick. I'm not the most woke person. I'm going to tell you when I say put woke in quotes, and I'm not afraid to admit it. As a matter of fact, the very word makes my skin crawl because it's been used as a cudgel to separate people. I do admit, though, some of the, I don't know, reimagining, gender swap, something, something stories of the last five or so years may have not sat well with me. But you know what I did when that happened? I just didn't watch it. I turned the channel or I didn't pay money to go see it. Um, for example, I did not like the last installment of Terminator. It just tired. It just tried so hard to be political virtue signaling, and it lost the story of badass Sarah Connor, and I love badass Sarah Connor. I'm so glad she's back on sci-fi in Resident Alien. That makes me nothing but happy. But how about this? Let's create cool, respectful, and inclusive stories for everybody without making anybody feel excluded. You know, people like Danae, people like me, people like Ben, or people like people of color, people of non-color, if that's a word, I don't know. Just anybody on the spectrum. Let's just make, let's have more Star Wars, more Marvel, more Black Panther, more of everything, and just make it good. And maybe we can stop patting ourselves on the back about how inclusive we are, or how about this we are, how about that we are, because eh, that's just self-aggrandizing. How about when you're good, you don't got to tell people about it. Let's just make good stories. And some of those stories will be different than what we've had in the past. Some of the stories will change what we've had in the past. By the way, Brad and the the, the, and the things he's saying, this, they're not wrong to be concerned, but I do challenge them to watch the series first. I really do. And if it's lame, we will call it out for what it is, being lame. You can rest assured but anyways, um, guys, thank you so much. This has been a good episode tonight. We rarely dip our toes into controversial topics because everybody hates you when you do that, and we just want to be loved. Okay, Brad, thank you. The fans really want this to be good. We've waited 40 years for the series. We want to be a success so we can get more. I agree. And so I think it's going to be good coming July. I think it's 23. I think it's July 23rd. Yeah, comes out on Netflix. And um, can't tell you much I'm more. Really, but you I'm really excited to watch it. I, I'm very, I'm yeah, all in. So, I mean. 
And there's been a slew uh, of toys released too. Yeah, there's been. Um, well, it's been good and bad because there's been some major spoilers with the releases that have come out. I won't say anything. But uh, these are the ones that I've been getting. These are the retro style. Like they're redoing the vintage style figures, but they're adding more articulation and stuff. So this was uh, Panthor, and then you got the He-Man, old school stuff. Oh, can Bowser awesome. actually close his mouth this time? Yeah. Oh, heck yeah. yeah. Do it. Actually, he couldn't even move last time. He was just frozen yep. in one position. There you go. That's there cool. You go. Hello, hello. <laughs> awesome. and, and, and Jake and Brad have been like sending all these. Oh, did, oh, did you know? Oh, sorry, I was gonna say, did you know who was playing um, Battle Cat in the, um, the yeah. new show? No. Yeah. Who? Someone said. Oh, it's Ben, Steven go ahead. Stephen Root. <laughs> who? Stephen Root. Steve. You remember the guy from Office Space? The guy from Office Space, <laughs> Milton. Nice. That's awesome. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Hey, Jake, as the weeks come through and, and we got to the end tonight, but like I want, I would love to see more of the toys come out. I know that. Yeah. What was that? Power Morphicon? Is that the name of the big convention about? That's the that's a, the, um, that's this Power Ranger one. Power. I think it's just PowerCon. Is the PowerCon. Okay, yeah. cool. Oh, yeah. Power Morphicon is Power Rangers. Wrong power. Look at that. Right. Look at Brad's comment there. Last comment. Up. Grown men and women have literally been in the store <laughs> fighting to get these new Master of the Universe toys like they're the new holiday Barbie. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, guys. Thank you so much for watching tonight. We'll have more information about this because it comes out July 23rd. We'll talk about it then. You can find me, James D. Fry, on Instagram. Where can we find you, Danae? Um, you can find me on Instagram at D-N-A-Y-S. Katie. Uh, you can find me on uh, we'll get this right eventually. You can find me at KT underscore Christine across all social media. I've been taking a small break from Twitch, but I'll be back at it soon, hopefully with some new hardware to stream some different, more games that I love so much. Uh, you can catch me on the con guy stuff, sometimes writing articles on that hashtag show. Uh, so yeah, which, you know, Batwoman, hopefully I'll get to reviewing the rest of the season because they announced the Nightwing is going to be on the show. So Ooh, nice some news on that. So yeah, I did not know that. Cool. Cool. Jake, what about you? You can find me on Instagram at the Jacob assistant. All right, Ben, take us out. Hey everyone. Old buddy, Ben, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at B E N K L I E W E R. That's right. Cleaver, hard to spell, easy to say. You can also search the hashtag BK421. I usually tag most of my posts with that. I haven't been too active recently, but I'm getting ready to finish building my home gym in my garage. Yeah. So get ready for those thirst posts, everybody. <laughs> uh, we're gonna have fun oh my with gosh, that. can we just have like a con guy workout episode where we all try to work out at Ben's gym? <laughs> Let's do it. Awesome. Um, so, but you know, now that stuff's starting to open back up, tomorrow is the day. Southern, well, all of California officially, quote unquote, opens back up where the majority, like 99, 98% of restrictions are lifted if for fully, fully vaccinated people. Of course, individual businesses, it's still up to them whether they're going to require you to wear a mask inside or not. Uh, but uh, looking forward to it, by the way, does not make you magnetic. That's a stupid thing that's out there. The, the, the vaccination does not make you magnetic. Some people are just sticky. Uh, Keys also don't stick to magnets, by the way. Um, 
The other one last thing. Thank you again to that hashtag show for hosting us tonight, as always. And uh, remember, I'm always drinking out of this red cup because whenever Ben Cleaver shows up, it's always a party. Woo! Thanks for listening to the Con Guy Show, the official program of theconguy.com. Find us on the Weebie Geeks Collective or anywhere you listen to podcasts. And now on sci-fi.radio, Saturdays at 4 o'clock Eastern, 1 o'clock Pacific, both AM and PM. That's 9 o'clock Greenwich. It's sci-fi for your Wi-Fi. Hello everyone, Dr. Geek here with a shout out to all the scientists who worked tirelessly to bring a COVID-19 vaccine into reality. <laughs> Let's face it, creating something of this magnitude is a miracle worthy of Dr. McCoy himself. And now, Dr. Geek needs you to do your part. Remember, each shot is one small step back to normal, one giant leap to putting the pandemic behind us. We can do this. For more information, visit vaccines.gov to find your nearest provider. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.